Welcome back in Brady Farkas show here on this Tuesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio. Com. It is a Patriots win Tuesday continued here after the Pats beat the Jets 22-17 to even their record at 4-4. Four and four. And joining us now, the voice of the New England Patriots, which you hear right here on your home for Patriots football, WDEV, Bob Sosi. Bob, how are you? I'm good, Brady. Good to be talking to you under the circumstances this week as opposed <laughs> yes. to last week, of course, coming off the Monday night game. Not that the Patriots got a lot of style points for the victory over New York, but their 22 points were enough, and that's all that matters, really. Before we get to the Pats, I'm sure you were on dad duty on some form yesterday on Halloween, either out trick-or-treating or passing out candy at home. What was the most creative costume you saw in your Halloween experience last night? <laughs> the most creative costume that I saw was actually in a photograph from a friend uh, at uh, a party in his neighborhood, far from ours. I saw a lot of, the, a lot of, a lot of Harry Potter-themed uh, costumes out and about last night. My favorite, though, is from a good friend who went with a New Jersey Devils jersey or sweater, as they say in <laughs> hockey, on with his face painted in the Devils colors. He went as David Putty, yes. all you Seinfeld fans out there. So that's my favorite. But I did see where uh, someone, again, through a photograph uh, that a friend sent me, uh, had their uh, little girl dressed up in a mouse costume in a wagon. Uh, which was decorated as if it were a mouse trap, and there were a block of and there was a block of cheese. <laughs> that was that was my the, the favorite that I saw. But again, in person, I got to go with the putty costume. Those are those are good. The best I saw on social media were uh, I saw a guy or well, a kid dressed up as Ken Griffey Jr. inside a chrome box, and he went as a chrome baseball card, uh, which was pretty good. And then I saw a dad and, like, maybe a, a year-and-a-half-year-old that went as Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve. That I was saw that uh, as well. I saw that as well. Not quite an authentic replica. <laughs> is, is there such a thing as an authentic replica? Uh, not even a reasonable facsimile of a Yankees <laughs> no. official jersey, but still, it, it, it was it was a great concept. I got uh, the, the thought that counts. All right, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about the Patriots. They win. They're four and four. Twenty four hours ago. I didn't feel real good about the win. And I try not to be that guy who complains about wins because wins are wins and they all count the same and, and there are no style points. You don't get bonus points for winning pretty. I didn't walk away from Sunday feeling particularly great about how the Patriots played. You tend to be very optimistic. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I should feel better about their performance. Well, I think you feel better because... <laughs> It's a win versus a loss, first of all. Yeah. Uh, not to sound flippant. Uh, I, I think the people that broke down the film in the last couple of days saw what Bill Belichick was talking about when he said that Mac Jones made a lot of good decisions with the football. And sometimes the best decision is to not uh, throw it. He made some bad decisions, too, as we saw. Unfortunately, the Patriots really were bailed out on uh, roughing the passer call that nullified the pick six. That, I think, really swung the game. You go from a potential 17-3 deficit to eventually a field goal before the half and then the lead with the score immediately on the other side. But, Brady, they're, they're, they're playing a team with a very, very good defense. Yes. And a team at home having won four in a row. Uh, and the Jets, uh, albeit without some really key players and you can't, uh, you know, understate that. I think uh, when you talk about the loss of Brees Hill or you can't overstate it, I should say with the loss of Brees Hall 
and Elijah Vera Tucker on the offensive line. Their top offensive skill player, their top offensive player, period. And then, of course, in the second half, Zach Wilson reverted to his novice form of a year ago and gave the Patriots some gifts. But they were a lot better in special teams against a team whose special teams were strength. And that was an area of, I think, very uh, 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 reasonable concern for the Patriots, understandably. They brought in punters uh, to work out last week, I think, to more or less light the fire at the feet of Jake Bailey. And they won the special teams battle. That was a clear factor in the game right from the very first possession. But Marcus Jones, as the game went along, set them up with good field position. Uh, they had five drives, I think, including the game ender that uh, started in Jets territory. And that was key. They had a couple of those drives that went nowhere, but they got enough field position out of the special teams where they were able to at least get a field goal from Nick Folk, and he converts five of them on the day. So that's an area of vast improvement over the week before over frankly, against, frankly, a team that was a lot better in that department than the Chicago Bears were coming in. Special teams have been problematic for Chicago. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing, Brady, is that you have the quarterback and the head coach now seemingly in a good place. And that's where this team needed to be coming out of that game. What we heard from Mac Jones and what we heard from Bill Belichick after the game is an indication to me that a lot of the conjecture, a lot of the speculation about the relationship, a lot of the theories as to why things had soured for the quarterback and the coaching staff, those things can now be set aside where they need to be for this team to have an opportunity to at least compete for a playoff position in the second half of the season. And I'll give you another reason why I should feel good about the Pats. They're 500. Yes. And you look around the league, okay? Look around the NFL. They've got the Colts coming in. Indianapolis with Sam Ellinger loses to the Commanders. They've got a bye. They get the Jets again. And then all of a sudden on the other side of that bye break, with the Bills looming, obviously very imposing, some of those games that, <laughs> that only a couple of weeks ago looked a lot more daunting now you know, certainly seem more than winnable. Uh, for the Patriots, you put yourself in the mix, you give yourself a chance. And you look around the landscape of the NFL, it's a handful, if that many, of good teams. And the the rest is mediocrity to you know, really poor quality. So I think the Patriots put themselves in a good place with the quarterback and the coaching staff. And I think beyond that, they put themselves in position at least to be in a good place by the end of the year with the record. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, as he is every single Tuesday at this time on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. You know, I, I ask you this, and I honestly don't know the answer, and I, I haven't watched the film to look at it. The six sacks, is that are they all a product of the offensive line playing porous, or is some of that Max saying, I'm going to take the sack because that is smarter than me trying to force something. I think there's a combination of that. I think there's also Mac taking sacks that if he had to do it over again, would have gotten rid of the ball a lot sooner. Mm. Uh, you know, for example, one of them uh, was critical early. They had a first goal to go from the eight and he took the sack holding out of the ball too long, two man route, uh, deep crossers, uh, nobody open, get rid of it. You've got to have that clock. And the Patriots offensive line really struggled. I mean, you just look at the use of the personnel. Yeah. That's an indicator right there. Uh, Cole strange, going up against Quinnen Williams and company for the Jets, had his roughest day as a pro. Uh, not all that is on him. That's an outstanding defensive front. The Jets have been that way from day one this year. And Williams is one of the best interior linemen in football. You look at uh, a couple of the other plays, 
Mac had no chance. I think even the first the first sack, for example, uh, there was a sack where Isaiah Wynn was completely overpowered and just driven right back into the quarterback. So I think it's a combination of those three things for the Patriots in that game. But I also thought there were some throws that Mac made that showed good decision making that Bill Belichick touched on. And as I said, there were there were some poor throws as well. Defensively, obviously, the team played very well. They did get some gifts, but they did some things to cause those gifts. And Devin McCourty, the most uh, interceptions of any active player now. He's got 33 interceptions in his career. What did the defense do from your vantage point to make life confusing for Zach Wilson? I think the biggest thing for me is they, in pressuring him, did not allow him to escape sideways. Yeah. Back to the first scoring drive for the Jets. He rolls left away from the pocket and he makes a strong throw to pick up a first down, kind of going against his body, throwing to the left side. Then he rolls right and off balance throws 154 yards to Garrett Wilson down the right side. So he was able to extend plays, escape the pressure. And again, he's moving laterally, being able to throw on the run. Well, then they got him going backwards. And that was disastrous for the Jets. He's a quarterback who had avoided the interceptions the previous three games, primarily because, one, they were taking the ball out of his hands, but, two, when the ball was in his hands, he wasn't making those disastrous decisions that we saw last year in Week 2 versus the Pats when he was picked off four times. And we saw, again, particularly in the second half of Sunday's game. He goes backwards. You could see where he wants to make a play, he wants to make a play. And even when he tried to throw it away, because he's going backwards, he's fading away, there's nothing on it but a flick of the wrist, he serves the ball up from McCourty, who we should know with that first interception made a sensational play. For him to have the awareness on his knees to cradle that football inside the sideline with no margin for separation there between his left knee Mm -hmm. and the boundary, that's a terrific play. People may not recognize that, but you see a half dozen plays like that sometimes in a week in the NFL, and guys just can't make them. You know, I, I think we all have belly ached about this, and we love. I'd love for the Patriots to have DK Metcalf or AJ Brown on the outside, but even DK Metcalf has Tyler Lockett, and AJ Brown has Devontae Smith. The Patriots have Jacoby Myers, and I've been saying this for three years. He is an incredible player, and he is integral to what the Patriots do. And, you know, free agency is for free agency at the end of the year. But, like, in my mind, Jacoby Myers needs to be a career-long Patriot. This guy is always in the right place at the right time. Third down conversions, red zone conversions. He is a special player, Bob. I'm not going to disagree with you, Brady. I think he's a guy that the Patriots should lock up. I think he's a player who's made it more than clear uh, over the course of the last year that he'd like to remain here. I like Jacoby Myers as a person. I think, you know, there's a candor to him at times, and he'll say some things that, uh, you know, I think reveal, uh, you know, he, his inner honesty and, and, and sometimes maybe uh, more than the team would like to know but or would like us to know it at times. Can I think about something he said in the, in the summer uh, with regards to the offense and still yeah. having trouble picking up the offense? And then even last week he talked about uh, his personal feelings with Mac being booed. I don't have a problem with any of that. And I think Jacoby Myers is, is a real leader in terms of his work habits and also just the example. Undrafted free agent. Remember, the first five games, first six weeks of 2020, he didn't play. He was an active one mm-hmm. game. He was a DNP the next. He had one target and one catch at that point. Then Julian Edelman got hurt against San Francisco, and Myers played out of necessity. 
And from that point on, he's been the Patriots' most reliable receiver. He's able to get open, though he doesn't have great speed. There is a certain knack that he has, not only, I think, the precision of his routes at times, uh, his ability at the line of scrimmage to get open, despite not being as small and as quick as some of those guys like Edelman and Amendola that we've seen play in that position for the Patriots, where for defenders it was hard to get their hands on him. Uh, Jacoby makes it hard for guys to get their hands on him because of his moves at the line and his awareness of spacing as well. And I just think uh, he's a guy that you want to keep around uh, for all the intangible reasons, but most of all because of what we see demonstrated in the numbers. Another thing, too, is going back to late last year, he didn't have a touchdown catch, remember, until the <laughs> Cleveland game. Yep. Uh, midway through the 2021 season, he's had five touchdown receptions since, including three in the last four games. Patriots are four and four. They're back at it again on Sunday against the three, four and one Colts. Bob, my fiance and I are coming to that game. Uh, we were at the Jaguar game last year. We're going to be there on Sunday. Is there anything different about the game day experience this year? Has anything changed in the stadium? Anything that's going to be different to me from uh, January of last season? Well, I think the biggest change, Brady, might be that I don't think you introduced your fiance last year to me as your fiance. Uh, the game, or was, were you engaged? You did, I was, but we did not oh. meet at the game. Yeah, yeah, it was too crazy last year for us okay. to meet. But no. uh, okay, yes. All right. so. so, well, beyond the fact that I didn't know you were engaged last year when you came to the game, and I do <laughs> now have that understanding. Uh, you, you'll see uh, massive cranes. You'll see a lot of construction ongoing uh, in the uh, north end zone, where the Patriots, of course, are. Uh, reinvesting in the stadium, and, and eventually they will have the largest outdoor video board in sports, American sports, and also a much taller lighthouse than in the past. Uh, but right now it's an unfinished product, so you're going to see a, a temporary video board and, again, uh, a lot of beams, some cranes, a lot of construction uh, at least put on hold for Sunday when the Pats take on the course. Well, looking forward to that game at one. Looking forward to all of our Patriots coverage here on WDEV as well. Bob Sosi, voice of the Pats, with us every Tuesday. Bob, appreciate it, and hopefully we're talking next week on a Patriots win Tuesday. All right, Brady.